0: We're going to pick up where we just left off. Um, The paraclete proves the world wrong about sin because of no faith. You see, faith is the lifeline to God. Now, about justice. Because I go to the Father and you will no longer see me. Now, why is that justice? Because, you see, people could say, this poor guy, Jesus... He walked around. He was really trying to help a lot of people. And the cops got a hold of him and tortured him and killed him. And that's really, that was really unjust. No. It's the You see, justice, biblically, is honoring the truth of the relationship. Jesus, in obedience to the Father, gave his whole life. And in justice, his Father raised him up. And so, they're wrong about justice. Because I will not be dead. I will be alive and in the presence of my Father. And the Holy Spirit will show you that so that you will know that, that I have been justified. My my whole life, my whole mission, even my suffering has been justified, has been proven right. And you will know that. You will understand and not be afraid that uh, my suffering was in vain or you will know. And knowing, you have to find the way to convince the world. Because they have to know this. For their own salvation, they have to know this. The idea, well, everybody's trying hard, that's good. But this truth is liberating. And it anchors the soul. It's possible, some people living far away from the gospel and doing their best, you know. But it's not... uh, as uh, Lumen Gentium says, but it's harder and rarer. Okay. About judgment. You see? Uh, About judgment. Um, I'm sorry, wrong page. I made up my mind. Oh, there it is. Okay see, Um, about judgment now, you see. Um, Christos. Because the prince of this world has already been judged. Who has authority in this world? The risen Son of God, Jesus Christ. And he can exercise that authority and power any time he wants. And therefore, The idea that uh, judgment is in the hand of anybody else is wrong. That's why, you see, when he says they're wrong, you see, uh, it means um, they're wrong because the prince of this world has already been judged. Don't be afraid. He's already been judged. Your judgment is your justification And your presence with me forever and eternity. Now that you know these things, you must go tell people. See, now that your own heart is at peace, because the Holy Spirit will show you. You see, what is the greatest sin in the world? Not believing in Jesus. That's the resistance to the truth that cuts you off from light. That's the sin. Can you grow up in a culture where that's... And then what happens? God judges everybody mercifully, but you're living, resisting the truth. Not, in, not believing, huh? About justice or righteousness, huh? What is true righteousness? Dying in an act of love and giving your life for the world. That's righteousness. And because of that, Jesus goes to the Father... And his his whole humanity is transformed. To think anything else, you're wrong. So the Holy Spirit proves to you that the world is wrong, not that you can stand on the sidelines then and be comfortable, but so that you can bring people to know this and the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the point. And then about judgment. So who gets condemned, huh? Not the people who are being condemned. For their belief in Christ. See. The prince of this world. Has already been judged. Has already been condemned. In that sense it's over. Don't be afraid. He cannot touch you. If you stay with me. Even if he kills you. He can't touch you. And the Holy Spirit. Can make that so great. A conviction in you. That. You're not afraid. Who's wrong in this thing? It's like when St. Polycarp, 90 years old, was on trial. Of course, as I think I've mentioned before, the charge against the early Christians was atheism. Because they didn't worship the gods of the establishment. They were ateos. Polycarp stood there and said, I am not ateos. I am with God. You are ateos. You don't even know God. So, they're going to burn him at the stake. And so, as the fire started, this is a poetic description, but it's a real one. Uh, and he, he starts to recite the canon. And his sisters say, you know, a Bishop, Bishop, I mean, you don't have the bread and the wine. What are you doing? He said, now, this is the body and blood of Christ. My body, my blood. I am identified. And so, I am praying for the world. And that's the way he died. Uh, And so that's what is being said here, you see, Uh, about judgment because he's been judged. And that ends that very wonderful description and prediction. And then our Lord goes on. I have many things to say to you but you cannot bear them now. But when he comes, and now we have... Another promise of the Holy Spirit. There are five paraclete promises in this part of John. and Only here. And when he comes, the Spirit of Truth, and two other times, once, twice before, he's been called the Spirit of Truth. He will lead you in all truth. What does that mean? What is the truth? Pilate asked this question. What is the truth? The truth is the reality of the Father. That's the truth. That's why Jesus said, I am the truth, because I reveal the Father. The Father is the truth. The revelation of the Father is to lead into all truth. And so, you see, the Spirit of truth, because he reveals in Christ, he reveals the Father. That's the truth the eschatological revelation of the Father which is anticipated by those who have faith so our Lord is talking about some very real things here Uh, I remember a bishop who had been in jail in China for many many years I'm going back now 40 years or more um, was talking to us and telling us um, that he had a fellow in his um, parish there that wasn't practicing very well. And uh, they were leading him off with a rope around his neck to go kill him. And as he went by the bishop's house, he said, go tell the bishop I'm okay. I'm giving my life in witness to Christ. He doesn't have to worry about me anymore. I've stopped sinning. And he went and gave his life for Christ. So he's a martyr. He went straight to heaven. Uh, And so, you see, Uh, Now, this role of the Spirit of Truth, for he will not speak on his own account, but whatever he hears or will hear, he will speak. And the things that are coming, he will make known to you. Now, that's quite beautiful, huh? Now, what is the role of the Holy Spirit? It's to bear witness, right? He is the witnessing one, as I pointed out from the first letter of John. And so here, you see, he will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and make it known to you. And as we come to know Jesus and the enormity of his love, the enormity of his suffering, and the enormity of what he has done, he has saved the world from darkness, eternal darkness. He has saved the world. And as that reality begins to dawn on us, and as we experience that, Living in light, we understand, you see, that he takes what is mine, what is most proper to him, Jesus. What is the most proper thing about Jesus? His knowledge and love of the Father. That's what makes him, right? And the Spirit will take that and give it to us. And we say, Abba, Father, which is Jesus' way of always speaking about the Father. It's a word of such reverence, such affection, such love, such admiration, if you will. That's what's going on in the heart of Jesus, and that's what the Holy Spirit works in us. See, it doesn't mean daddy. It's not uh, an emotional thing. It's a very deep spiritual reality, where, in a way, we see the face of the Father, and we're captivated by this, captivated by it. And so that's, what, that's the work of the Spirit. See? He will take from what is mine and make it known to you. Mine. Mostly the knowledge of the Father. And that's why the text goes on, our Lord, all that the Father has is mine. And for this reason I says he will receive from what is mine and make it known to you. Because all that the Father has is mine. So if he takes everything that's mine and shows it to you, what's he showing? the Father the Father this is so key because you see we run the risk of being orphans not knowing that we have such a Father who loves us forgives us encourages us you see to whom the Holy Spirit will bring us so that we know Him and love Him and trust Him trust Is the antidote to fear. If all this persecution happens, we're all going to be scared emotionally, but we won't be scared because miracles will take place in our spirit. And uh, we'll be so surprised. But that's the work to reveal Jesus, to see Him. You see, when Stephen was dying, what did he say? Oh, I'm in terrible pain. No. He said, I see the heavens open, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of the Father. That's what he did. We don't have to worry. We worry from day to day. But when this happens, if we're open to the Holy Spirit, you see, we'll be okay. And for this reason, I said that he will receive from what is mine and make it known to you. And that ends that section. And now, Uh, we begin another one which is the same sort of thing. The uh, non-availability on our terms of the humanity of Christ is the beginning of the greater availability in the Holy Spirit in the Eucharist in contact with Him in speaking with Him in listening to Him you see, that's why it says, a little while and no longer will you see me, and again a little while, and you will see me. Some of his disciples said to each other, What is this he is saying to us? A little while, and you do not see me, and again a little while, and you will see me, and because I go to the Father. Now, we're going to start with that verse 17 next time, and develop it, because it starts a whole new line of thought in the the text. Um, But this is precious, huh? This is the teaching of Jesus given to us by this great mystic John for our instruction and our encouragement. Amen.